guys, Dr. Steph here, veterinary surgeon and head vet at Front of the Pack. On today's podcast, we're going to cover the 10 most common questions that I get asked as a vet. And it can be quite easy to overlook the basics sometimes, but when it comes to canine health, it's important to cover the basics to build solid foundations for future health. So here we go, on to question one. Question one, what type of food is healthiest for pets? Well, the best and healthiest food for your pet is one that's nutritionally complete and balanced for their life stage. This means using puppy food for around the first year and then switching to meet your dog's adult needs. Whether to choose wet or dry food is entirely down to your personal preference, but in either case, aim for a food that's certified by the Association of American Feed Control Officials to be sure that it meets nutritional recommendation standards. And if you do decide to feed raw, aim for a diet that's formulated by a board-certified veterinary nutritionist. Question two, how much food does my pet need? Well, puppies have higher energy requirements compared to adult dogs. And even as adults, the amount of food required will still vary based on your dog's breed, age, neuter status, and their lifestyle. So the best thing that you can do is use the food bag of what you're actually feeding your dog as a guide. All of these foods will have a table outlining the amount to feed based on your dog's current body weight. And it's important to note that there'll be differences in the calorie content between different types of food, wet and dry, and different types of brands within each. So looking at each bag specifically will give you the best guide. Question three, is my dog overweight? Now this is actually a really great question, especially as one in two dogs in the US are now considered overweight or obese. But the best way to determine if your dog is overweight is actually not by the scales, but by using a tool called body condition scoring. And this is simply feeling your dog and assessing how much fat they're carrying across their body. And it's great because it also accounts for dogs that are more muscular and therefore gonna be naturally heavier. So at the ideal weight, you should be able to feel your dog's ribs through just a really light fat layer. And when running your hands back off the ribs, you should tuck nicely into a waist. So if you have to push to feel ribs, or if you run your hands straight back and there's no waist, then it's likely that your dog is overweight. And in which case you can try cutting back the amount you're feeding by around five to 10%. Question four. What vaccination should my pet get? Well, your puppy's vaccination should start at around six to eight weeks old, where they'll be given a core vaccine known as DHLPP, and sometimes this is known as DALPP. So this covers for canine distemper, hepatitis, which is sometimes known as adenovirus, hence the H or the A, leptospirosis, parvovirus, and parainfluenza. Now puppies will need a course of two and sometimes three vaccinations within the first four months. But as adults, your dog will need annual boosters. And there are also non-core vaccinations against things such as rabies and kennel cough, which your dog may benefit from depending on where you live, their lifestyle and your travel status. Question five, I've just got a puppy, can they go outside yet? Now we get this one a lot. But until your puppy has completed the course of their two to three initial vaccinations, they're not actually fully protected. So it really is best to wait until your dog is fully covered before letting them walk outside. 
Question six, should I brush my pet's teeth? Well, the best way to ward off dental disease is with regular toothbrushing to prevent that plaque and tartar from accumulating. And if you can do this daily, then that's even better because dental disease can cause pain, tooth loss, and even increase the risk of heart disease. So it's actually far more important than just having bad breath. But if your dog simply will not tolerate toothbrushing, there are other alternatives, such as dental chews, dental supplements, and even veterinary cleaning that you can consider. Question seven. What's the deal with flea, tick, and heartworm medicine? Well, the cover that your dog needs will vary depending on where you live and your lifestyle. But for most dogs, cover against fleas, ticks, and heartworm is recommended year round. But there are so many different options available, including spot-on, sprays, collars, and chews. So it's best to speak to your veterinarian about which one is right for you and your dog. Question eight, how often should I bathe my pet? Well, how often your dog needs a bath will vary depending on their lifestyle and the type of coat they have. So double-coated breeds like Huskies will need bathing much less frequently compared to shorter, single-coated breeds. But there are instances where very regular bathing may be required, such as in skin conditions and using medicated shampoos. But as a general rule, most dogs don't need a bath more than once a month, and overbathing healthy dogs can lead to dry skin. Question nine, why does my dog eat poop? Now it's commonly thought that dogs eat poop due to nutritional deficiencies, but most dogs nowadays are fed a nutritionally balanced and complete diet, so this is really unlikely to be the case. And it's much more likely that your dog is either doing this out of habit, boredom, or because it's become a fun new game when you run over to try and stop them. But poop can carry bacteria and parasites, so it is a good idea to prevent this behavior by cleaning up the poop immediately and considering the use of taste-aversive products. Question 10. Can my pet make me sick? Well, in general, most illnesses are adapted so that they only cause a problem specific to the host. But there are certain things that can be transmitted between humans and animals, and these are known as zoonoses. So the most common illnesses which can be shared from dogs to humans include skin diseases like ringworm, bacterial infections such as salmonella, and intestinal parasites such as tapeworms or toxicara. But there you have it, 10 of the most common questions that I have as a vet. So hopefully some of these have helped you out, but as usual, if you have any specific questions about today's topics, just drop me an email. It's steph at fotp.com or join our Facebook community where I'll be going live every Wednesday to answer your questions.